This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The uh, best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. And you can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee, all by going to pilchpoint.live slash PureVPN. So you gave us a little preview a moment ago uh, about what it is we're going to get to see. So uh, what is it we're about to see? So I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the cool stuff that uh, you could be doing with your vacation time that you might have over the next few, few weeks. Uh, I'm hoping to have a few days off this month. And what I'll do with that time, which is what I do with the time when I'm not working, uh, is working uh, when I can is working with my son on some really cool Raspberry Pi projects and robot projects. Uh, and, you know, there's obviously a lot of neat kits out there. And I have this one here that I wanted to show briefly. Uh, this right here is the... Uh, so this is a Raspberry Pi that you may have seen me show many times before a Raspberry Pi 4, but this uh, on top of it is what is called a Braincraft hat, uh, which is from Adafruit, uh, a fantastic company that makes all kinds of electronics, uh, all kinds of electronics kits. Uh, they, they manufacture them right here in New York City uh, and, and develop them. Uh, and this Braincraft hat was developed with the um, input of people from Google's machine learning uh, group. They asked, what would you want if you were trying to, you know, have some, some things to, you know, help you develop AI applications? So the hat has a few things on it that you can do. And as, as you may know, a hat is an add-on board that you put on top of the Raspberry Pi. So... Here you can see that the Raspberry Pi is under it, and then the hat attaches to the uh, 40 GPIO pins on the, the Raspberry Pi. Anyway, this hat is is forty dollars, and you can get it from from Adafruit, A D A F R U I T dot com. It has here uh, this 1.6 inch screen um, that you can use for uh, displaying things that the AI sees. Uh, it has these three RGB lights over here that you can program to do things. It has a below the lights, it has, it's all backward to me. Below the lights, it has a joystick and a button that you can use. It has built-in microphones for doing voice recognition. It does not have built-in speakers. Instead, it has a stereo uh, outputs that you can attach these uh, cheap two-pin speakers to. So. I bought these speakers separately. They were $8 for two. Uh, they use a two pin, I guess it's called JST, uh, JST connector. Um, so what can you, what can you do with this? Well, obviously you can program all kinds of things to work with it, but there are some really wonderful tutorials to get you started. Um, so one that I have that I want to show you is for doing image recognition. Um, and this is really just kind of a sample of image recognition because uh, because this is using a preset uh, a preset library of a few thousand objects. So you can train it 
So it's going to start saying Braincraft. And I'm going to turn it, I think the right way to turn it is this. Monitor. Oh, so it tells you what it sees. And here's a that camera. That was quick. Monitor. It says monitor. Let's see what it says when it looks at me. Nothing. Oh, you can see the FPS it, in the corner, perhaps. It had it for a second. It was coming up with something for a second. If I put it at my, if I put window it, shade, there's window shade when I show up my shades. That's actually correct. What other things can I? What other things can I show it on my desk? How about a speaker? Oh, not a wire. I have to admit, it could it could have more. It has gotten confused in funny ways. Like, for example, there's like a little window behind me, and sometimes it'll say seatbelt when it sees it, which is just bizarre. Let's see if I can make it do it. Come on, seatbelt. It's not exactly an advertisement for using it to get stuff wrong. But um, I guess real matter would be to make it look at itself. What does it see if it looks at itself? <laughs> Sunglasses. 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 It thinks it's sunglasses. So <laughs> you got to retrain. I mean, that's kind of funny. Laptop. Oh, it says it detected a laptop. The funny thing is, it's not laptop. Pointed, it's not pointed at my laptop. <laughs> uh, but it shows that on the screen. Um, you there are instructions online for actually how to train it with a different um, a different model. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know machine learning, uh, model is the term that you use to describe what the sort of universe of objects that it can recognize is. So, you know, if you train it better, it will be better at recognizing things like, you know, you can train it to recognize faces, you can train it to recognize a particular person's face, you can train it to recognize objects that it does not yet know about now. And Apparently, Google has a cloud-based service that allows you to actually um, do the, some of the training in the cloud because doing the training part can be very processor intensive, more so than a Raspberry Pi would, you would want a Raspberry Pi to do. Um, the other thing I wanted to show you on this was voice recognition, uh, which it also does. So one thing you can do is, let's see if I can, uh, oops. Uh, one thing I can do is, second, I'm going to type everything at the command line. So I start up, so I installed Google Assistant in here, and it won't show anything interesting on the screen uh, right now, but it, you see the lights have lit, lit up red. Now, this is an interesting implementation of Google Assistant. Does that mean it's it become self aware? <laughs> You know, what, what it is, is it's, it doesn't listen to you unless you press the button. So what time is it? 9.54 PM. See, so this is not, um, the way it's programmed right now is not to always listen. It's just to listen when you hit the button. Gotcha. Uh, which is, which is your ideal scenario. Which is better for me, but uh, but but I'm sure you could program it different. I mean, obviously, if you really wanted a Google Assistant, you could 
buy a smart Google smart speaker for 25 or 30 bucks. So this isn't, you wouldn't buy this just to use it as a regular Google assistant because the Raspberry Pi itself costs at least $35 and the hat is $40. And then you have to get some kind of speakers for it. Like I did that for $8. So you're talking about do the math on that $83 to get what's probably not as good a smart speaker as the, uh, as the ones you, you get from, from Google. So the, the point is that you're using this to develop your own speech recognition, your own, um, your own object recognition, uh, to help kind of, to help prototype things. And when you're, when you've kind of figured out what you wanted to do, you don't need the hat on to do these things. Like the hat is there to help you, uh, because it gives you an easy screen and a speaker and a microphone, but you could take any of the code that you've written for this and put it on and, you know, put it on a different, on a different Raspberry Pi or take the hat off and put the hat on somewhere else. It's, it's really to, to help you test and figure out, okay, how is this voice recognition working? You know, what do I need to do to, to make it go? How is this object recognition working? Uh, and then obviously the, the next step is you want to apply that to something useful, not just, you know, recognizing objects and telling you what they are, but perhaps taking some other kind of action based on them. Uh, for example, and uh, this is an example of AI, not of this AI, uh, not of this. Oh, by the way, for those who follow uh, AI stuff, uh, that program was is written with uh, TensorFlow Lite, which is uh, Google's framework um, for doing machine learning. But the there's really cool things you can do with it to actually make like let's say you were building a robot and you wanted the robot to do something. So uh, I had a guest on my show, my podcast show that I do every week that is all about Raspberry Pi a couple of weeks ago, and he was showing off uh, that he made a tic-tac-toe playing robot. And it uses a camera with AI to, it has a pen on an arm, and when it sees you draw an X or an O, it knows it's time for it to move and, and draw in one of the other spaces and try to beat you. You know, that's an example of using object recognition. That's pretty cool. Uh, the, the same guy who who did this, he, he's really fascinating. I got to tell you, if you go to YouTube and you search for 3D printed life, one word, you'll find his channel. Uh, and wow, I mean, he had some cool, a few really cool projects. Another one he made is a sandwich crust cutter. And it also uses AI. It's like a giant enclosed box, almost like a 3D printer. And you put a sandwich in it knows where the crust is and it takes a, a knife which is on like a conveyor and it cuts the crust off um, <laughs> oh amazing another project he did using ai and raspberry pi was um object recognition specifically raspberry pi is a nerf gun that follows a target i guess follows a target around and shoots nerfs at it um, mm -hmm. so these are the types of things you can do once you learn how to take what you're getting when it's recognizing that image and then make, take that data and apply it. Oh, I see there's an X or no. What do I do next? Um, 
So that's where the real fun of machine learning and artificial intelligence comes in when you can take the data and do something with it, make it follow an object, make it do something different depending on what you what a person says or what a person does or what color it sees. So um, I mean that's that's what the that's what the fun is. I mean, some of the things that I'm learning to do with this, I can't I can't wait because uh, I can say this because my son isn't listening, but like for the holidays, we got a couple of robots robot kits for he and I to build uh, a couple of Raspberry Pi robot kits to build, and one one that's a tank and one that's a car, and um, and both of them have cameras on them and can presumably do image recognition. Nice. So uh, do do object recognition. So we're going to, you know, we're going to do it. Um, That's cool. We're, we're going to, we're going to, you know, once we get the car part of it working, we'll try to train it to do things like follow a ball or maybe if it sees, maybe we'll see if like, if it sees a thumbs up, maybe it'll go forward. And if it sees this way, maybe it'll go that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'll try to figure out ways to kind of control it using using images. So, I am that's uh, I am fascinated by the uh, by the the Nerf gun uh, implementation for a couple of reasons. The chiefest being that I produced a video uh, for Softworks uh, in Tampa that had done a project they were doing like a demo of a smart safe house because uh, softworks is is part of socom the you know central command um and uh they were prototyping a smart safe house and they took the um the nerf turret which is not something i knew existed before this video and i so badly want one uh and they <laughs> they had uh using tensorflow they had done um, they had trained the model specifically to look for a particular model of rifle uh, that was that's used a lot by uh, insurgents uh, like ISIS but is never used by our allies and so whenever it saw that particular rifle it would fire the nerf turret <laughs> so you know a very similar, very similar concept following a target. The target is a very specifically trained target in this particular case. Uh, and, and I walked through it, uh, with nothing. I walked through it with several rifles that are U S issue, nothing. I walked through it with this particular, uh, Russian rifle and I got shot a lot. And boy, does that nerf turret hurt? (laughs) It doesn't seem like it should, but it does. Especially when it gets you right in the, right in the chest. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, oh god, it hurt. Anyway, um, but but yeah. So that that's an interesting implementation because I I got to see something similar to that that the military has been working on. So this is cool. this kind of technology. You know the the image recognition stuff is is interesting at all kinds of levels from, from being able to have a, a robot, I don't know, a robot car follow a hamster, which I think would be kind of fun <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, or, you know, military applications. There's, there's all kinds of places where this is interesting. So. Yeah. So if you want to get started with this technology, 
this this particular hat, obviously, you'd get a Raspberry Pi 2 if you don't have one, and you want a Raspberry Pi 4. Uh, any Model 4 should do. This is the 1 gigabyte. Oh, they recommend at least the 2. The uh, You can get this from Adafruit, A-D-A-F-R-U-I-T dot com, and it is called the Braincraft hat. But uh, it is really just one of many cool things that that you can play with in your spare time, and I just love to experiment and learn using using these tools. For sure. Uh, do you think that if you had the two gig model, it wouldn't have thought you were wearing sunglasses? I doubt. I, <laughs> nah, just it, was just, it wouldn't be able to do it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's it's always funny when you get a like. They're not the only ones. Like, I did. I've tried so many different AI object recognition demo things yeah. over the couple of last couple of years, including ones on the Jetson Nano mm-hmm. that I've I think I've shown some of them on this show. Yeah. And like invariably it, the object recognition always does something funny and it's kind of a funny parlor game to see what, yeah. to see what it thinks something is. I, uh, I did an IBM conference in 2015 and, uh, I had been working uh, I had been doing some work with the Azure machine learning stuff. Uh, and so I knew what some of the, <laughs> one of the pitfalls of it were. And they're like, here, you know, pull up a, pull up a web browser, find an image, put it in here and it'll tell you what's in it. And I'm like, Oh, I know what image it's not going to tell me. And so I went and I did a couple of searches and I pulled up a couple of images and the, the poor guys from Watson were like, how do you keep breaking this? Don't worry, I know how the technology works. It's not. <laughs> I'm not just like finding random things. I know what I'm searching for because I know where the pitfalls are. <laughs> but they were shocked because they're like, you know, we get them wrong, you know, one out of two or three hundred, and you've done eight in a row. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, uh, uh, machine learning and image recognition is a ton of fun to mess with. And so is uh, audio recognition, being able to listen for particular uh, sounds around you and, and perform actions based on the sounds. That's that's fun too. Oh, way harder to train though. <laughs> Finding enough clips of a, of a DJI drone's motor sounds, for example, way harder than finding pictures of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can imagine that is that is tough. But speech recognition actually not that tough. Yeah, uh, I found an open library to do speech recognition that's not part of the assistant, but and I was messing with it, but it was really slow. So mm-hmm. like it would come come out like a, a couple seconds after because it was not. I think this is probably going to the cloud uh, for Google to do it, mm-hmm. whereas the thing I was testing was doing it locally. Um, but I mean, what my son and I would like to do is, is have something that's just does forget the assistant. Cause like, like I said, you can get assistant anywhere. Uh, we want to write our own software to do stuff when you talk. Yeah. When you tell it to do something. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot of fun. That's another thing where I've, I've messed around with a number of APIs, uh, that are, that are all cloud-based to do it. Uh, but yeah, they're. It's it's a ton of fun. It's so much so much fun to hear you talking about this stuff because this was 
this is what our Microsoft meetups used to do is exactly these types of projects. So <laughs> it's, it's fun. I miss all of those meetups. It's a shame that <sighs> the world's a mess right now. Anyway, uh, let's not, <laughs> let's not end on a, <laughs> a sour note there. Um, anyway, uh, I, I imagine, uh, You've got one in, in have, your possession. You've got we, to be doing stuff with it. You know, we, we, yeah, we have a review of it up on the site already of the Braincraft hat on tomsharber.com, so you could definitely check it out. Nice. Well, I will definitely be checking that out because it is technology that I'm fascinated by, and I look forward to uh, seeing what's up with it. And as always, I look forward to what we talk about next. <laughs>